Welcome to Time Out with the School of Sports Sciences in the WVU College of Applied Human Sciences. This is the first in a series of episodes where we will explore innovation in schools, engage with the lived experiences of others, and consider ways digital technologies can challenge our thinking, enhance our practices, and help us develop as teachers and leaders. Perhaps it can go without saying that digital technology is pervasive in society today. Technology is evident in entertainment, education, transportation, navigation, communication, and many other facets of daily life. So much so that many of us take for granted the nuances of technology in our daily routines. From brewing coffee and opening garage doors to corresponding with colleagues and submitting progress reports. Given the overwhelming presence of technology in our lives, it may be assumed that technology is present in schools at the same rate. In some instances, that is the case, whereas in others, it's not. Having technology in spaces is less valuable than how technology is used in this setting and by whom it is being used. We asked teachers, teacher educators, and professionals in the field of physical education what innovation in schools means to them and the role digital technologies play in innovation. Listen as educators from across the country offer their insight on what innovation means to them. The first thing that comes to mind is an educator that is using new technology in their classroom. Up to date, the new thing that you're seeing out there, uh, they're using it and using it in different ways and not just the exact way that someone has given it to them, but taking it and making it fit for their classroom. The things that I, I probably use most are, are, are would be things that help us automate the classroom, right? Like the more time I can spend focusing on on the students and, and getting them active and getting them going through my activities, the better. So the more things that I can slide off into kind of automate, the better. We talk about UDL and using multiple means of engagement and those type of things. So having, you know, visuals up as students come in with with instructions so that they know what they're doing during their ASAP activity. Uh, I can use uh, audio cues, Tabata timers, things along those lines that, that are going to automate some of the, the, the tasks that maybe I don't need to put a lot of headspace towards. First thought that comes to mind is like, does it enhance student learning or does it overcome some roadblock that they wouldn't be able to without the tech? It's exciting to see what people do. I guess I guess the most innovative things might be just some something that's different. It's new. It hasn't hasn't been used in that way. And that's kind of what we've tried to help people see with CBHPE is how how you can use technology, all the different ways that technology can really help kids learn. And hopefully it spurs ideas or spurs thought. I think about objectively measuring physical activity. I think about um, the uses of technology for classroom management and organization. I think about utilizing technology to provide augmented feedback for students, concurrent while they're participating, as well as individualized feedback that a, a human can't give individualized feedback to, to 30 students at one time, but your technology can assist with that. So some those are some of the, the major things that, that I think about, as well as professional development, where people are able to utilize technology, which people are listening to this podcast right now, where hopefully they'll learn a thing or two through technology. The mere presence of technology and digital tools in schools does not constitute innovation. Instead, it's how one chooses to use or apply the tools within their lives that spur innovation and inspiration. Dr. Jennifer Krauss, teacher educator, technology researcher, 
and parent of school-age children, observes technology as commonplace in schools today and suggests that teacher and student use of technology are, in many places, a regular part of the classroom environment. She shares how her experience as a parent has changed the way she sees and values her child's teacher's use of technology to extend learning and communicate with parents about what is happening in the classroom. Listen as she shares this insight about technology in classroom settings. When I think about, I mean, education broadly has really changed. I feel like it evolved over the course of my lifetime. I think back to like playing the Oregon Trail game <laughs> as an elementary school student and how that was just so innovative, right, at the time. And, you know, and now I look at how technology has, I mean, that was like a once a week for 20 minutes activity that I really look forward to as a kid, right? It was just so futuristic. <laughs> despite the hit the you know the past of the game and so but now i feel like technology is embedded into education as just a normal everyday sometimes all day event it's so innovative that it has just become a normal practice which is really strange to say like it, we don't, we no longer almost, at least in my opinion, we no longer say like, wow, this is amazing. I don't get like, like starry eyed thinking about an iPad in, in a classroom, right? Because it's just part of our normal life. So while we've become so innovative with technology that it is now just normal life. So anywhere from just communication technology. I, I'm a parent and I have a kindergartner. So I'm seeing things through another lens now and how technology is being used. And I'm sorry, I'm talking more broadly, not just about physical education right now, but just the way my daughter's kindergarten teacher communicates with the parents is innovative. She creates for every assignment that comes home or assessment that comes home on the corner of the paper is a QR code that leads to a video that she has created that explains the assessment and it or explains the assignment and how she's taught it and how we can reinforce those skills. She's created a YouTube video for every assignment, every everything. And they're just QR codes on the paper and she creates videos, you know, we get a Friday folder coming home with QR codes leading to videos of what they did all week. And it's just like, wow, this is amazing. And I'm sure not every teacher is doing that, but I got, I got hit the jackpot in kindergarten teachers. So I think so communication wise, instructionally, there's just so many different ways to present information now than there were before. Dr. Chad Killian, a teacher educator and flipped classroom researcher, offers teachers a healthy dose of caution concerning technology use. Even as a proponent of digital tools, he emphasizes that the adoption of technology into one's pedagogy must include considerable reflection and intentionality. I get excited because I like innovation, but then I pump the brakes. I'm like, well, what are they doing? Why are they doing it? What is the purpose? Who's sort of influencing their decision 
to quote unquote innovate? Is it sort of by choice? Is it because they want to? Is it because administration? Is it because somebody gave a really good sales pitch? So I think I get excited, but I also like, I want to see it in action. I want to hear about it. I want to like understand what that even means. I think it's a loaded term. Because <laughs> uh, um, not all innovation itself is, is sort of a neutral term. It can be good or it can be bad. There's a lot of unforeseen outcomes of technology, as we see with the internet, as we see with you know cell phones and social media. So like, there's good and there's useful and not as useful ways to innovate and use innovative technologies. And the inherent critic in me <laughs> is always sort of slow to to jump on board. Even now, like I I never really used technology in my elementary classes. It was just music basically, and and I had a smart board, so I used that a little bit, but. I'm very slow to adopt. The reason why I'm so excited about the potential, I'll say the potential because we need to continue developing research around flip learning and, and some of these different asynchronous models is I see the potential in it, but I'm still hesitant to endorse anything or even promote it. I mean, I think it needs, as with any innovation, it needs to be a reflective process. It needs to be an intentional process. It needs to be a student-informed process. Crystal Williams is an elementary physical educator. As an early career teacher, Crystal has recognized the role of digital technologies in her practice as essential tools in student engagement and assessment. She describes how technology has changed the way she approaches task presentation and skill assessment, and in turn, how she interacts with her learners and how they interact with the content. It is has made a major impact. First of all, technology allows me to do a lot of things, especially assessment, quicker than I will be able to do it. And it allows me to give my students immediate feedback because now one every unit I assess my students, pre-test and post-test. We also do formative assessments throughout and I record them on video. So now I can go back and look at that video just in case my eyes miss something. I can go back and see that video and then I can tell my students how they did. I use it to collect the data. I use I put that data into sheets so my students can see it, you know, like bar graphs. Oh, I post that data outside the classroom so they can see as a whole. I don't do it individual students, but as a whole, how much progress they have made from the beginning to the end. I use it to give my students visuals because every unit, especially jump rope, since my knees are bad. Uh, I use GIFs. I also create uh, highlight videos for my students. I use iMovie to do that and they love them. I mean, students have even written notes to me and they like, I love those iMovies or to see them at the end of class, not in the class, but at the end of the video and everybody claps because they love those iMovies. They catch their attention. And it also allows me to give them real world situations so they can see whatever we're learning they can see something that you can use, how you can use that skill in the real world. And the example I always tell people, my favorite one, which is the highlight video of the underhand throwing. And I show someone using a lifesaver to save someone's life and they're doing underhand throwing. So now my students are like, well, yes, we need to learn how to underhand throw because I just saw someone save someone's life using that technique. So that's something that they might not been able to visualize, but now we can because we're using technology. Dr. Tyler Goad has found that once he and others begin to examine and use technologies beyond their standard function, that is when instructional transformation can occur. As a physical education teacher educator, he describes a time when a student told him that Google was a better teacher than he was. At that moment, he realized he couldn't compete with the depth and breadth of Google, but only from the standpoint of the content that is stored. From an educator's perspective, teachers are more than databases. 
Educators reframe and design learning tasks that require high-order thinking, facilitate hands-on learning, and offer applications of information that stimulate learning and ignite student engagement through the use of technology. Technology can transform practice, but we cannot fall prey to allowing it to replace or appear to replace. So kind of my roots into how I like started thinking about integrating technology was having to get thrown in to teach online PE for the first time. And I remember one of the comments I got back from a student one time, uh, they told me that Google was a better teacher than me. And I was like, all right. I was like, well, a little harsh, but you know, also not fair. He's Google's got all the answers. But we always kind of worry about the psycho domain of learning and online PE that physical activities mean like occurring, but the cognitive domain is vulnerable as well. So those like right there answers and like ABCD multiple choice tests are also, you know, pretty apt to just, well, well Google it. And so what it really did to me was like, move more towards that apply, analyze, evaluate, create part of Blooms to like really say, okay, I need to make sure they get their hands on this type of stuff. So how do I create assessments in a way that they have to kind of create and share uh, so that you really can't cheat it because you have to make your own product. So uh, that really influenced how I thought around assignments and how I want students to complete them, which really translated my face-to-face -face, uh, teaching. Very constructivist learning. Having the ability to recognize a tool for what it's worth is an essential skill, especially when you can recognize a tool's functions and potential for transforming a task. Dr. Adam Keith shares the value he has found in how digital tools have allowed him to automate various teaching, administrative, and management tasks in his physical education setting. He describes how his selection of digital technologies often comes down to how they can help him become more efficient as a professional. The people that are really innovating that I, that I see innovating more are, are going a little further they're, they're using heart rate monitors they're they're tracking students they're putting heart rate mon heart rates up on the board they're using clickers and different forms of assessment technologies or e portfolios so I think it's even less about the tools that I, that I see but more about how they're using them and, and I think those that, that are that are innovating don't get stuck and hung up on a tool they're 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 teaching me about the new tools when I go out there. For, for, for the people that, that I would go and say, hey, that person's a tech expert, it's because when I go to their gym, they're showing me something new that I, that I haven't seen yet. Deciding to integrate a new teaching strategy or instructional tool into your teaching requires careful planning and consideration. Dr. Seth Jenny, professor and instructional technology researcher, cautions against the use of technology for the sake of using it. Rather, he offers the sentiment that digital tools must be intentionally selected to add value to your program. Some people will want to try to implement technology for the sake of implementing technology. It's, oh, um, I can't wait till somebody sees me using an iPad in class. But if it's not used to meet a specific learning objective, and, and maybe if there's less of a learning curve for you to uh, accomplish the same learning objective, then maybe you don't need to use the technology. So I think you, anytime you're you're wanting to implement some type of technology into your teaching, you have to think about what's the purpose of it. Are my student is this at an appropriate level? Will the students will be able to grasp it? And and is it meeting the learning objective? And if it's not, or if you're just doing it just to 
seem cool in front of your your teaching <laughs> colleagues, for lack of a better phrase, then reconsider whether you should use it or not. And I, I'm not discouraging people from using it, but I want you to question what's the purpose of the technology use, and if it's and if it's making you more efficient, if it's giving students more feed, then use it. But if it's not, if it's not meeting an objective or helping you teach more effectively or assess more effectively, then maybe you shouldn't use it. Dr. Chad Killian challenges us to think beyond tools. He suggests that digital technologies hold the potential to link physical education concepts more broadly to the lives of our learners and their families. This idea bridges research areas in the field of physical education, such as digital and instructional technology in PE, with whole-of-school approaches to physical education and physical activity, such as Comprehensive School Physical Activity Programs, or CSPAP. Dr. Killian prompts us to think about using technology in innovative and integrated ways to support best practices and remain student-centered. I think we need to think beyond tools and think about formats and ways we can use digital instruction to expand learning opportunities, physical activity opportunities beyond the gym. That I think in the past before COVID would have been a lot harder to convince people of because of sort of a aversion to online learning in our field. But hopefully through the, the pandemic and beyond, we can see that online learning and flipped learning gives us an opportunity to, I don't want to say expand our reach, but promote physical activity more, promote skill development more, and align with broader frameworks and initiatives within our field, for example, the comprehensive school physical activity programs. This you know, digital instruction gives a glue or a link from physical education to the before and after school environment, potentially. It provides a link to family engagement and community engagement. Depending on what it looks like, it offers teachers some resources that they could use in classroom physical activity. From our colleagues in the field, we asked what advice they would give someone who is a bit critical or unsure about using technology in physical education. Maybe that's you today. And if so, let's give a listen. I think being open to critique and um, trying to think from that perspective. And honestly, I think someone who is critical of it might help you think of better ways to implement technology in, in your setting anyway, right? Because they're going to look at it and try and poke holes in in, in, in your tech use as it is. So if there are holes, then they're gonna poke them. If there's not, then you're good. If you're using it strategically to enhance instruction or assessment, or even just motivate students in strategic ways, I think then it becomes innovative. Thanks again for taking time out with the School of Sports Sciences in the WVU College of Applied Human Sciences. And join us next time as we explore innovation in schools, engage with the lived experiences of others, and consider ways digital technologies can challenge our thinking, enhance our practices, and help us develop as teachers and leaders. To keep up with future episodes and to reach out to us, visit cahs.wvu.edu. Stay active and be well. Be well.